This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, I'm Lahari Neil Peretti, founder of LN Accounting Advisor, and this is Then What? With another story of a big then what business moment which transformed into real success made possible by real leadership. It is this simple. Seema Azadegan is a remarkable woman, a pianist and opera singer. She has also served as a board member to numerous charities and humanitarian organizations and boasts an impressive collection of accomplishments and career milestones. And after all this, she still asks herself, then what? Seema took that challenge and now is an acclaimed fashion designer behind the wildly acknowledged Seema Collection. But even deeper, Seema has a vision to create the most beautiful dresses the world has not yet seen, and a mission to empower ladies by creating bold, unique dresses which bring out the beauty and light within each woman. Coming up, Seema gives a deep look into her brand dedicated to empowering women creating incredibly vibrant dresses made up of 50 distinct designs that have already landed her in a spotlight at the 2021 Fashion Week and with a fast unfolding future as vibrant as her dresses. Thank you, Seema, for being on here. So most of the then what moments we talk about in this show are usually after a business has been in existence for a while. But we don't talk about oh, I've decided to start something new now, then what? You've already had such an accomplished life in so many ways. So what brought you to the moment of saying, okay, then what? That's a very interesting question. And it's a very meaningful question that you asked me. The reason I started my uh, company, Sima Collection, the only and the sole reason was that it was an answer to all the years of struggle, of hard times, of the dark days of my soul that I went through. I realized that there was a reason for me to go through all this difficulty in my inner consciousness. There had to be a higher purpose that I had to do in this lifetime, that I had to follow my destiny, that I had to accomplish my dreams. And I got to that point when I was 50, where somewhere in my soul was knocking on the door that it's time to wake up. You have done everything anyone can do. Raise a great family, have a wonderful uh, house, family, children, work with the community, had a great job as a teacher, but somehow never got a chance to pursue my own dreams and my own ambitions. And I think one of the reasons that we're all here on planet Earth and we have a responsibility is to follow those gifts and those talents that God has bestowed on us. And we have to do that. And we have a responsibility to make the world better, to manifest our creations. So what was that moment um, when you felt like you had to wake up or your soul got awakening? What co- Was there anything that triggered that? Sure. It was the day I turned 50. 
the day I turned 50, uh, one of my good friends, she uh, threw a surprise birthday party. And uh, we had about 40, 45 ladies. Uh, we got together to celebrate my 50th birthday. And as a person, I had, I'm a very well achieved person, but I was very, I was not, I was not able to have my own voice. You can do a lot of things in your life as a routine, as obligation, as it's necessary for you to do. But, you know, never ever I felt that I had my own voice. So when I turned 50, I remembered during uh, this birthday party that my friends are giving me, uh, I, 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 I am voicing my opinion that uh, my act one is over. I'm ready for act two. Now, at that time, I didn't know what I, was, what I was going to do at act two, but I knew my act one of being the perfect wife, perfect mother, perfect community leader, teacher, all of those things that we're all supposed to have or meant to do in our lifetimes, I've done. And I knew that somewhere that did not satisfy me and that did not fulfill me. I did feel an emptiness or a void. So I knew I was ready for act two. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I actually voiced it. I actually heard myself voicing it out. I'm ready for act two. So my friend said, what, what are you going to do? What are you supposed And I said, I don't know, but I know that I'm going to do something. So about a month after, my birthday was in October, a month after, I wake up one day, and it's very interesting. I wake up one day, and I tell my husband, I'm going to have a clothing company. He laughed at me. He said, you're having an illusion. I said, no, I'm having a vision. I'm not in my 20s. I'm not in my 30s or 40s. I've lived a life, gone through a journey. I'm moving on, and I'm going to have a clothing company. That's it was always what I've always wanted to do. And since I'm very passionate with charity and I love working with charity and all my life, I've been on top of many, you know, charitable organizations. I know I wanted to connect both of these two things together, not only to create something, but also give back to the world and make the world a better place. So it's a company that it will make money to help charities until the day that I die. So that was my vision. That was in my head. And I really didn't have anybody's support. I go by myself in January and I register my name, my company's name, Sima Collection. And why did I choose Sima Collection? Because I knew I wanted to be worldly. I knew that I was going to go, you know, go all the way. If I'm going to dream it, you know what? I'm going to go dream all the way. And I went and registered my name and then COVID hits. Okay, and I have a wonderful name, Sima Collection. I have a huge vision. I'm going to have the biggest clothing company in the world. Well, those two things, okay, they make sense to me. But now what? So COVID hits. And so I am at home with my children. I mean, they're, they're adult children right now, but they were all home. We were all at home. And I go to my office, uh, which is a den that we have, and I start sketching. Not one, not two, not three. 10, 20, 30, 40, my God, 50 sketches. Now I'm oh shocked. God. At that time, actually, after my third sketch, I knew I had something there. I knew 
that I had something there. I knew that this is coming from a higher source that is channeling through me to create these amazing, one-of-a-kind sketches. Now, you see, Lahari, I live in a uh, very, you know, a place that, you know, all of our, uh, the ladies that are around me, and I've been into many organizations, we all know our fashion, okay? We know all about those, you know, big brand designers, you know, Gucci, Prada, Miu Miu, Caroline Herrera, you know, we know all of those stuff. I mean, I can say with a lot of confidence, what I have done, no designer in the world has done. And they're all cohesive to one theme. And I chose this beautiful theme. If you like, I would like to share it with you. I'll show you the theme. The theme I chose is this. Wow, it's beautiful. Now, you can see this is a beautiful theme. And when I chose this theme, I wanted beauty. I wanted bold. I wanted all the positive forces of nature. And in each of these dresses, they have incorporated positive forces of nature because each of these dresses are just not ordinary dresses that I have sketched. Each of them have a name, have a meaning, and is connected to the divinity, to beauty, to nature. So it's not an ordinary fashion line. It's a fashion line with heart and soul. You you mentioned, you know, after, you know, COVID hit and you're in your den, right, or in your office, like sketching and, you know, you got 50 sketches. Then what happened? How how did you get into production and, you know, getting your, your vision to come to life? So I had these sketches. Actually, not only did I finish the, these are, I, I had made uh, the long dresses. These are all long dresses, you know, and I, um, and let me tell you a little bit about the dresses before we go on to the next chapter. These dresses that I have sketched, uh, the colors are bold, which it emphasizes strength. So one of the mission of my collection or my brand is to empower women. And it's being, these dresses are being refined with jewels and other embellishments, which another point of that is to bring out the inner beauty of women. So not only did I finish sketching 50 long dresses, which I think they're unique, not in the world, not seen in the world, then I started sketching short dresses. And that went all the way to 60. Then I started sketching contemporary. That went all the way to 70. You know, that's amazing. For someone who has never, ever taken a fashion class, I do not have a fashion degree and I have never taken a fashion, you know, uh, uh, class before in my life. I didn't even know that I could draw. By nature, (laughs) by nature, I'm a classical piano player. I was a classical piano teacher for 20 years. And recently, you know, I sing classical opera. But never, ever before did I, be, did I know that I could sketch, that I could make these amazing one-of-a-kind dresses. So after that, I decided, you know what? This is COVID. We don't have anything to do. So, you know, I'm at home. We need to get ourselves busy with something. So I started taking apparel entrepreneurship classes online. That took me for about three months. I would wake up 7 a.m. in the morning and be in class for a couple of hours a day. So I'm studying, I'm learning. Listen, I'm 50, I have lived a life, you know, who would want to start all over again? 
But the passion or something was driving me forward. So I would wake up seven in the morning, take these classes. And then I got in touch with a brand specialist in Italy who loved the line. I mean, everybody who sees it loves it because they know it doesn't exist. He loved the line. So I worked with him for about on and off two or three months. And we, he helped me uh, with the research and the development of the brand. So then, okay, so I knew that I have something going on here, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I have to move forward. I did all of that. Then I reached out to a lot of people and, you know, research with sourcing materials, with sample makers. And so slowly by slowly, like a, a story that's kind of like evolving and, and unraveling. So my story just unraveled and it's evolving. And every day, ever since then, something new is coming up. So whenever something interesting comes my way or someone calls me and something happens, I know that, you know, I have the, I have the guidance of, 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 of a higher source that's helping me and, and, and like opening the doors for me and showing me the way that Seema, you need to do this. Go forward. You can do it. But I must say, I do get a lot of resistance as well, because a lot of people are not ready to see, even people that are close to me are not ready to see that, you know, I'm, I'm coming and doing this all of a sudden, <laughs> you know. But the resistance that I get, sometimes it even sparks even more passion in me and more drive in me to do this yeah. even more. For myself. So I want to just ask about that a little bit or dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, any entrepreneur, any businesswoman, any owner goes through a period or a phase or, you know, there are some people that will always say, "Ah, you can't do this, you can't do this, or you're not able to, your vision's not real or like you're not a business person or whatever it might be. And it's harder if someone closer to us, such as their family, voices those opinions. So how did you come past that and how did you deal with that? First of all, you go through a lot of pain because you don't expect it. You don't expect, you know, even from the closest family that you have given all of your life, 50 years of your life, either supporting them, being for them at every moment, either where you had to pick them up from school or where they had problems with their school or friends or, you know, going to events or charity parties with your husband that you really don't want to go, but then you go because you're loyal to your husband, you're dedicated to your husband. You, I mean, I'm very open about it. I've done everything that could possibly be right to put my family together. I've been married for 29 years, but you do get resistance sometimes because they're not ready to see this, uh, this journey that you're going on. You, they're not ready to see that you're going on a next step or moving forwards. But that's the time that when these things happen, you have to find the strength within yourself. And I always say to myself, you need to only voice that you need to listen to is your own. It's your own voice. And it's your voice that's going to guide your path through your journey. Because it's not their destiny. It's your destiny. They don't understand it because they are going through their own journeys. 
and you can't kind of, you know, I've come to these terms that you cannot even expect them to understand it because they have their own journey that they have to go to. But as hard as it is, and I can honestly say, and as painful as it is, you have to listen to yourself and let your own vision and let your own voice guide you through this. So from getting samples and getting in touch with people that can help you design your vision, what was the next step? Then what happened? I did reach out to a lot of people and, you know, it took about a year. And this vision, I truly believe that um, it will explode. But one thing I am 100% sure is that this vision is going to go and it's going to go up with only positive, good, ethical people that are around me. At this age, I'm very careful who I do business with, (laughs) who I like to be around with, because I say it, this is not about greed. It's not about glory. It's not about making money. It's not about being on top of the world. I have it. I have, you know, I have a beautiful house. I have the children. I have the whole work, but it's about my dream. And I need people around me who share the same vision as me, who have integrity, who believe, who are believers. I do not want people, you know, someone would say, oh, Sima, you need to have smart people around you. No, I do not need smart people. I need people who are believers, who are visionaries, who are good, decent people that can carry and help me and be on my wagon. And sometimes, you know, when I see that, you know, some people are not on my wavelength, I never confront anyone. I just tell them, it's not going to work out for us. That's it. I do not like to confront. It's not my nature to confront. But it's just not going to work out for us. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on social media at LN Accounting and visit us or contact me directly at lnaccountingcpa.com and subscribe to Then What Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find the best podcasts. Are you looking for financial advice or an outsourced CFO or maybe just help with your books or financials? Well, let's talk. As a listener of the podcast, I want to offer you a free consultation call with me. Go on our website at lnaccountingcpa.com and book a call with me today. Again, that's lnaccountingcpa.com. When you reach out, please make sure to mention this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. So I love the mission that you have to give back to women. How does this currently play out and what is your vision for that in the future? It's, it's women empowerment. Why did I choose women empowerment through my clothing line? Well, first of all, it's about the brand who is me and the brand and the lady who is standing behind this uh, company. And it's, this company is not only about creating and, and um, you know, creating beautiful clothes and uh, helping charities, but it's about empowering women because of the journey that I have gone through, the inner journey that I have gone through. I'm one of those ladies that can proudly say that I have gone through the tough times of my life. I have gone through the, all the emotions, betrayal, 
uh, what, uh, neglect, abandonment, sadness, things that we all go through. It's the journey of life. All the women in the world, we all go through that. But I can say, with having faith and hope and a strong will of believing in God, we can all have perseverance and we can all fight through our difficult days, our hard times, and we can make it. So I'm here to empower women that, yes, we all can do it. That's amazing. So you said that you were not from the fashion background, right? You never sketched before. You're a pianist and an um, opera singer. But you also mentioned that you knew you've always wanted a clothing line. Ever since I was nine years old, that was my dream. What made you, you know, think of that during that time? And what stopped you from starting it before than right now? Sure. That was always my dream. But I was never able to manifest it because at nine years old, I come from a, um, we moved from an immigrant family, we moved to Los Angeles. So at nine, and I'm the third child of an immigrant family, never had a voice, never had my own voice. So at nine, I go to a uh, classical piano teacher. Well, I thought, okay, my mom didn't know, okay, it's nice for her to learn how to play the piano and okay. But I go there for about seven years, and it's the mo- It's a very gruesome, tough uh, seven years to be taught to play classical piano. There is a lot of restrictions. There is a lot of work. There is a lot of you know hard, hard, hard times. So at at nine, I was I went through this uh, this curriculum that made me become a classical pianist. And I was performing all over California. And then that kind of, you know, set the momentum of my life. And then after that, I go to USC. And, you know, everybody finishes USC in four years. Because I had the training of my classical piano, I was able to finish it in three years. And then at 21, I'm 20, and then at 21, I meet my husband and we start creating our lives together. So ever since I was a child, one thing came to another and then another. And then when I got married, started raising my family, started teaching and never had a chance to, for this, for this, um, you know, passion that I had. Always I did love for this to come alive because I was just going through the motions of life one thing after another until I think when I reached, you know, um, that, you know, age, then I knew that, you know, okay, you've done so much, you know, (laughs) for everybody else, you know, you need to, I need to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's been fairly new, um, since you started your company a year, but during this journey, have you ever had a moment that you felt like you wanted to quit or stop and, if so, like, how did you get past that moment? And then what happened? Never did I have a moment that I wanted to quit. What, what keeps you going? Because the, this passion and this drive is so true to my essence and my soul. That if I don't achieve this, my soul is not going to rest. Perseverance. It's going, it's going to rest. My soul will be resting when this is done. 
because that's what I truly believe I was born to do. I was born into this life to manifest this, manifest my creations and help the world and empower women that we can all do it. Going past our dark days and we can all do it. If you were to go back in time, right, to any point in your life, would you have done something differently with your life to be able to achieve this passion earlier on? No. And I say that with confidence because I truly believe everything that happened to me in my life, nine-year-old girl, you know, 21-year-old getting married, going through all the, you know, journeys of life, and they all played a role to get me prepared to this point. I wouldn't be here right now speaking to you about my company, about my vision, about my destiny, if I didn't go through all those years that I did go through. So they all were instrumental. We all do have a, um, I believe in this, we all do have a higher purpose. And it's only through the hard times that our soul awakens. And then we can go on the path that we were born to. So always take those difficult times, always take those journey that you go through as a lesson to learn that I'm learning so I can move on to my next step, move on to my next step. So your evening gowns release this year, right? Well, the evening gowns will be released later this year. Yeah, Later this year. So from the time that you've had your, your sketches and your vision to now production and getting your first product out, first item out, your evening gowns, what has been your biggest challenge so far? Sure. My biggest challenge was to find the right person. Because as I said, this is a dream. This is a dream project. This is a passion project, which I believe in. It's very important that I chose that right person who taps in with me, who gets me who gets my vibe, my energy, my soul, because these are creations that we're going to give to the world. And these things are pouring out from me. She has to be able to understand these designs, have the feel of it, know what this is all about. Because each of these designs are a work of art. You will agree when they come out. Not only are they a work of art, it's an artwork. They're not, you know, and it's very interesting what, I, what I'm telling you why, because I had such a passion creating every single dress that I even created an, a work of art to resemble each dress, signifies each dress. Let's say for my red dress, which is the first dress, I'm going to explain to you my red dress. It's all red and it's being embellished with red Swarovski on top, a baguette Swarovski's. And then I have a red, beautiful red skirt. And then I'm going to have a overlay skirt of chiffon or georgette, which under, on the bottom of it, they're going to have just one row of infinity signs with red Swarovski in there. So when anybody visions this dress, this is a red dress. What does the red dress exemplify? I've created a beautiful artwork of red rose which exemplifies love, passion, and the eternal goddess within you. 
So this beautiful dress is not only a dress, but the meaning behind it, the value that I'm giving it, the symbolizing of this dress, and the brand that stands behind this dress. This is all what this vision is about. It's not an ordinary clothing company. I can say it over and over. It's a company of heart and soul. So people understand this, the, 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 my customers or the buyers who understand this, who do want to be part of this phenomena, who do want to be part of this movement, they're going to be my customers. And another thing I have done, which I believe in, is that I have changed. Sima Collection is going to change how women dress. Because where I'm living, everybody, all these ladies are either competing to look good, you know, with their dresses. One is wearing one dress. How come you're wearing another dress? I'm taking that away. Sima Collection is going to be a company that embodies the value of anybody who wears Sima Collection. You are wearing your inner self. Your inner beauty is coming out. It's about your inside coming out. It's not about outside looking good and competing with one another. Okay, well, that is done with. We're going to focus about yourself, your inner self, and your in inner beauty coming out. So let's say in a party, two people are wearing Sima Collection and the same dress, they should feel proud because that's what this dress symbolizes. Your inner beauty, your inner strength, your inner confidence. Have you had a moment that you felt like that you made it? Or you're making it? Yes. Every time I walk by myself in the ocean and I'm alone walking with, you know, on the sand, these voices are telling me they have no other choice but to move forward. I'm moving forward with this. And somewhere in my body and somewhere in my cells, they're telling me this, I have to move forward. So what's one thing that you feel like so far that you're proud of within your company that you've accomplished? I'm proud of a lot of things that I've accomplished. I'm proud of the brand. I can strongly say the brand is so true to my own values. This is a woman who's standing behind her brand, behind my own values. I'm not going to be skewed this way or that way. It's about all the positive forces of nature, Sima Collection, it embodies value, it embodies, it, it embodies integrity, it embodies refinement, it embodies glamour, style. You will see all of those things in this collection. And I'm not done. When this collection is over, we'll do another collection. <laughs> this is my journey. This is what I'm here to do. <laughs> So it's the brand, the empowerment so, uh, of women, the mission of empowering women and helping women from feeling the inner light themselves from within and shining their light outside in the world. By wearing a clothing from Sima Collection, you'll be shining your inner beauty and light to the universe. You'll be a light, you'll be a soldier of light. That's what this brand embodies. Yeah. What skills as a pianist and singer have prepared you to be an entrepreneur, much less a designer? Sure. Well, I think my classical piano training helped me a lot because with this kind of a training, mechanically, first of all, logically, you have to be extremely uh, focused. I mean, 
even when you're playing that, I play waltzes, I play Chopin, I, I play polonaises, I play sonatas, I play pathetic sonata, I play all of those things. But when you're playing a classical music, your mind, you need to be so fine-tuned because if one slip of lack of concentration of one note, just one thread, it will just throw you off. Your focus and your concentration and mental strength, acuteness, and awareness is very strong when you're playing classical music. But, and then on the other hand, your emotions and your heart has to be entwined. You have to have your emotion. You have to have your mental acuity to be able to do this. And this is not an easy job to do, to be able to do that. So I think the training that I got as a nine-year-old did help me go through life and make good decisions and, and, you know, be, be able to overcome a lot of, you know, struggles and difficulties. But recently, an interesting thing happened to me is that about two years ago, two, three years ago, my God, I decided I, I found that I have a voice. Well, that, those were the times that I was working on my inner self and inner journey that I realized, oh, my God, I have a voice. That nine-year-old girl who didn't have a voice now has a voice. And not only a regular voice, I have an operatic voice. And in my website, if you guys go on my website, you can find I have a whole CD of my own operatic voice. And now I'm singing, you know, Ava Maria. I'm singing things from Phantom of the Opera. I've never ever done anything like this. I've never had a training, voice training. Then now I have a voice. But why does the voice incorporate itself to my theme of my fashion line is because through the past 10 or 15 years, as I was going through my inner journey of my consciousness, of, of you know, unraveling my own truths, I found out that I have an operatic voice. And my voice, actually, the clarity of my voice actually signifies the clarity of my vision. So if anybody listens to my CD they will get this lady who is trying to, you know, uh, follow her passion and follow her dream. It's very intertwined. My singing and my uh, fashion company, they're, all in, they're both intertwined. So it's a mix of both. So it's, it's, it's a collaboration of both of these things that have come about at this time of my life. What has been a big, big deal learning moment as an entrepreneur so far already? You have to stick to yourself and listen to yourself no matter what. And you have to be guided by your intuition. I think women, we all have women intuitions. You have to stick to your own intuitions because you're going to have people talking one thing and another talking another, even people close to you. They want to give advice. They want to give their opinions. But the key is, you need to believe in yourself, but stick to it no matter what. And at the end, you will be rewarded. Stick to your dreams, stick to your own ambition, stick to what you believe in. It's very difficult what I'm telling you because in order to truly believe in yourself, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of inner work within yourself. 
to get to a stage that you believe in yourself no matter what people say, no matter what the outside world is like. I'm going to do this. But to get to that point where you believe in yourself, it's a lot of work in your consciousness. You know, you say an important part of this conversation we're having is that um, I would like to share with everyone, why why is it I'm talking about um, working your inner consciousness, the journey of your inner consciousness? What is that all about? I will share with you that when I was 36 years old, a good friend of mine, Uh, she passed from ovarian cancer in about four months. And now me, who didn't have a voice, who was just doing everything mechanically to either please people because I was obligated, because I was responsible. Now who I didn't have a voice, uh, I can confidently say, I thought that I was going to die at 36. This is a very, very difficult thing for someone to go through. Okay, I had lost a friend. And I thought, oh, my God, if I don't do something about myself and I didn't have and I couldn't, you know, voice myself and stand up for myself. And I was just doing everything for this, for that, you know, that was going to happen to me. So at 36, I do go out and search for help. And I do go out for help. I, get, I reach out for help and I go take a lot of classes, a lot of spirituality classes. And um, during all of these things, a lot of things open up for me. So a lot of things, you know, I started uh, traveling the world, started teaching spirituality over the world. I uh, became on top of four major charities, you know, huge, and I would travel for them, do a lot of work for them. And we adopted a son, you know, who is not our religion, not our culture, but we love him like our own. And all through those years, I was going through a struggle of, I always say something, you know, an inner struggle that if people would see me from the outside, okay, oh, you're pretty, you have the perfect family, you've got the perfect job, that, that, blah, blah, blah. They didn't know what was going inside me. I was going through a lot of difficulties trying to figure out a lot of stuff. But it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of effort to figure out who you are, your true essence. And it's day by day, inch by inch, believing in God, having faith, having hope, being positive, always think about the positive things. And I can proudly say I do Bikram yoga. I think Bikram (laughs) yoga helped me tremendously that I was able to peel away a lot of my layers, release a lot of my emotional baggages, and, and you know, find my voice. And at 50, I, I proudly say I did find my voice at my birthday. Yeah. So, so what's next for um, Seema? What's next is that I'm moving this forward. I'm taking this company all the way to the top. Anything all the way exciting? to the top. Well, yes, there's something very exciting I'm here to share with you is that two days ago, I was just notified that uh, Seema Azadagan, the designer who is me, (laughs) is going to be featuring her collection, Seema Collection, at the New York Fashion Week this coming September. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm one of 
among the 70 designers who is going to be featured. And it's one show, 70 designers, and 16 million viewers. That's crazy. So I would recommend everyone <laughs> to start following me <laughs> at Sima Collection. Check me out on my website and follow this journey because it's not only my journey. It's the journey. I want this to be the journey of all the women in the world. This is not my prize. I want this to be everybody's prize. So how can we get in touch with you and connect with you? Sure. You, on Instagram, I'm at Sima Collection. It's S-I-M-A-C-O-L-L-E-Z-I-O-N-E. And then also check out my website at Sima. Uh, my website is SimaCollection.com. You will hear everything about me, who I am what my background is, what I'm here to do, what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm confident about it. I'm going to achieve this, you know, a dream. There is not a time limit for a dream. A dream will happen when it's supposed to happen, when it's destined to happen. So I'm just going to walk the dream and see how this, this whole journey unfolds. And I'm going to have the best time of my life because I have worked hard to get here. Amazing. Thank you, Seema. I appreciate it. Sure, Lahari. Seema went through an inner journey of her own consciousness. Every breath that she took and every experience that she went through helped her grow to become closer to her true identity. Every hardship and struggle was a pure sign of an awakening of her soul and helping her become closer to her true purpose and mission in life. Now, more than ever, at this time of her life, as she looked toward the future asking, I've done all this then what? She has found a voice and passion and what's more, a business that has a vibrant future. I'm Lahari Neil Peretti. See you next time. Then What is produced by Ellen Accounting Advisor in partnership with Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. The views and opinions expressed are those of the individuals on this podcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Ellen Accounting Advisor or Mouth Media Network. No portion of this program should be considered financial advice or consultation. Thank you for listening.